Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Chris Schubert's here floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information. They've got it all. The latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They have wonderful features like live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you as well. Happy post-Thanksgiving. I'm glad we're up and at it on this Friday to do the show. And lastly, happy this is the week Thomas Booker turns the corner and plays 50% of his snaps week this week. What's the what's the progress there? You you brought that up for a reason. That that wasn't by cho- uh, by chance. Well, no, I'm just I'm just prepping for, you know, Dolphins Texans on Sunday and uh it's blind faith that's leading me there. He's played about 24% of snaps oh. the last 2 weeks. So right. it's, I am being led by blind faith that this is the week that Thomas Burger will play 50% of the snaps. All right. All right. Um so today on the podcast is a mock draft in two truths and a lie. Uh this is the current order of the draft entering Thanksgiving. We will not have the results of the Thanksgiving games reflected in this mock draft order. So just keep that in mind. We're recording on a Wednesday ahead of the Thanksgiving games. But... really let the cat out of the well, bag there, Joe. Well, I just said, glad we're up and at it on a Friday. No, we're we don't, we don't have Wednesday. No, it's, we're going to pretend like smoke and mirrors here. You yeah, know, we don't have to do that. It's it, if it wasn't, if there wasn't legitimate implications where six teams right. could legitimately change right. where they pick, I wouldn't have had to say that. I have no idea what happened to Chris. He is no longer floating around producing uh, he, this thing. He, he, <laughs> he's hung. So you go ahead and you go back over to the board on the wall and you take the the five down and consecutive days with a Chris Schubert floating around producing this thing. And you take the five down off the wall and you put a zero back up and we're going to start from scratch because he's, he's left us. He was here. He's left us. He was here. He's just randomly disappeared. Um, so <laughs> That's I, actually amazing. Okay. So, do you want to have odds or evens? Uh, I can run the I can run the sheet for the mock. I don't care. Now, two truths and a lie. Chris is going to have to come back yes, to us at some point here, and um, <laughs> but just generally speaking, I did the mock for Draft Network this week, so I have the updated spreadsheet at our disposal that I can tap into and make sure that I'm filling it in, so we keep everybody uh, up to speed on what's going on. Do we, you want odds or evens? 
offense. Uh, I will say this. If you'll notice in Discord, uh, Chris and I have the same mock draft sheet that we're working on. You may want to check out. Oh, that's very neat. Yeah. That's it's all, it's all set up and formatted, and it's got the updated TDN 100 next to it, so we can... we can. Uh... Uh, Chris did inform me. I'll, I'll mahalo at this point. Oh, cool. Access denied. That's neat. Um, that his browser is frozen, but he's back. Chris, we unfortunately had to take the number off the wall for consecutive days with Chris Schumer oh, on the no, show. I'm here. I'm here, guys. I'm here. It's okay. No, keep the number up, please. We'll see. We'll see at the end if there's any more technical difficulties. But we're, we're just rolling in and deciding who has odds and who has even. So you didn't miss too much. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I have the, the sheet open. See, what happened was I Joe sent me a nice uh, table that had the picks from last time. And he was like, hey, let's use this. And I clicked on it. And then everything froze. And Joe, oh, so did Joe, the- Joe, Joe has sabotaged both of us then because I, I was not. like, hey, I did the mock for the draftnetwork.com, so I have a sheet that I can use. And Joe's like, well, actually, Chris and I are using the same yeah. one. Little did I know that was the grenade that blew up your computer. Yeah, I went to click on it and it was like everything froze. And I was like, what the heck's going on here? Cheese uh, and I, crackers. I don't right. remember. I don't remember. I believe I had odds last time. That sounds right to me. I'll just go with it. So, Joe, you can go. You can go first this time. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. I'm good. With the first pick of the November <laughs> mock draft for the draft dudes, whatever we're calling this thing. Oh, boy. The Houston Texans select quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. I think I'm being a little bit more predictive here. If I had to guess what quarterback the Houston Texans are going to want, I think it's going to be Bryce Young. I think he's going to kind of fit their mantra um some of the tendencies that we've we've seen recently from Nick Casario he likes the SEC I think they're going to want that guy that has uh the, the leadership traits right I think we can all agree whether whatever you are in terms of your appetite for Bryce Young I think we can all agree that he's got top tier leadership and I think that Houston's going to value that well that'll that'll make this decision very easy for the Carolina Dave Teppers um he brought country music to Carolina and now yep. he's bringing a quarterback now he's bringing a quarterback because he's going to go out and he's going to go select CJ Stroud of Ohio State uh with the Carolina Panther selection at number 2 it was whichever one of those I think we can agree at this point in the process we're both of the school of thought that them performing relatively close to the expectations that we had for them coming into the summer is enough for them to have separated themselves to be the top yeah. tier of quarterbacks in this That's class. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. that. That makes so, it easy to explain. It was whichever one of the two you did not pick for Houston was going to be the pick uh, for the Panthers at two. Now, good luck with this one. No, I, I, listen, I got a lot of, Got a lot of negative feedback. No, listen, I don't. I I'm not. I'm not going to take any negative feedback. I have the Chicago Bears at number three, and you're getting Will Anderson, the edge rusher from oh, they're Alabama. They're happy about that. Oh, they're, they're happy. About they that. like that. Okay, good. They. I did not do that on on Monday for the mock draft. Oh, and yeah, they were not pleased. You with did Skaronsky. We're going Will Anderson. All right. So listen, everyone's like, oh, Justin Fields needs an O line and weapons. Okay, we have 110 million dollars in cap space that we're going to commit to getting veteran players around our young quarterback. And we're going to go with the legitimate best player on the board at a premium position. And guess what? Chicago, you need pass rushers. Congratulations. You just got an elite one. And Will Anderson will use our $110 million to help Justin Fields and our other draft picks. It's not, it's not you. The, the number three pick wasn't going to always be the cure all for everything that Justin Fields needs. So 
take Will Anderson and enjoy it. Can I can I just ask you real quick? Yeah. You said he's an elite. But do you think he's an elite pass rusher for Chicago? Like elite pass rusher for Chicago immediately? Because that's the one thing with Will is his the role he plays in Alabama's defense is pretty unique. And he's got really likable traits, but I, I think his physical tools and kind of rare ability to play through contact and consistently play forward um, is pretty unique. And I, I don't know what correlative carryover that's going to have early on for him uh, as a pro. I'm not saying it's a bad pick. And obviously, Will Anderson is our number one overall player. It's just I think some of the same conversations that were present with guys like Clowney and Garrett, I think you could probably apply to Anderson immediately coming into the NFL. Yeah, that's probably fair. So the Raiders now picking at four, and this one's pretty straightforward for me. Uh, I'm going to draft Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from University of Georgia. Uh, the Raiders need to get significantly better on the inside of both sides of the line of scrimmage. So whoever the best available player was in that realm, interior trench play, was going to be the guy. So Jalen Carter locking him in at four for the Raiders. Seattle Seahawks at number five, courtesy of do it. the Denver Broncos. Do it. Man, I hate when you do that do it thing do because it. I'm like, do it. who are you referring to? But come on. I'm just gonna, I know who he's referring to. Just do there's it. There's one guy. Just do it. There's, do there's it. one guy. There's not one guy. Do it, Joe. There's not two players that play the same position. I'm going to do the, the Seattle thing. I think they're going to go with the toolsy player, Tyree Wilson. Yes, you edge. did it. That You did well, the thing. Are we gonna act, you we're did gonna the act, thing. No, are we going to act like Miles Murphy's not worthy of a conversation here? He is, but because it's the Seattle right. thing, right. it's the only choice All to right. make. Well, there you go. I, I made You the, did the thing. I made everybody happy. Here you go. Tyree Wilson, your toolsy defensive <laughs> lineman for the Seahawks. So... The Detroit Lions pick courtesy of the LA Rams. Very nice of the Rams to continue cutting starting players so, so that the Lions can continue to just shoot up the draft board here. Like what what is happening? I almost texted you last Honestly, night. Honestly, what like, is happening with they're this? They're sabotaging it. They don't have resources. <laughs> what are you going to do? What how are you going to fix this? You don't have cap space. G- you don't have draft picks. <laughs> you don't have anything to trade. We're going to make sure we get that pick at 35 so we can trade up into the first round and then trade it for a veteran player. Surely, surely. Um, They're going to offer that for Brian Burns again later in the the offseason. They'll say, we'll give you two ones, and actually this pick at 35 is kind of a one because we lost so many games to close the season. Uh, The Lions are going to draft Brian Brzee. Defensive lineman, and I say defensive lineman with intent because he can play all over the place. You think about the Lions, right? They add, they've added Aiden Hutchinson, and you're really excited about that, but they need more teeth in the front. And Brzee, with his physicality, with his rare athleticism, you can really start to get some dangerous personnel groups out there in pass rush situations. And Brzee is also stout against the run as a penetration type player. So I love his fit. I love his his body type and fit in that uh, Detroit front. Uh, so we're we're gonna give a, a little extra help for Aiden Hutchinson in the defensive line. Oh look, another pick that's courtesy of a team that traded it, and it's a top ten. Don't worry, we got one more coming up in a few picks too. <laughs> top ten selection, the Houston Texans, courtesy of the Cleveland Browns here at number seven. We're going Miles Murphy, the edge rusher from Clemson. Good pick. Yeah, listen, uh, okay. they need young talent, premium positions. Uh, I know that they're 
enjoying a strong season from Jerry Hughes and, you know, they're relying on Mario Addison, Machine Green. Those are all veteran players that have, they're certainly beyond their peaks as players and, and they need some, some young dynamic defensive linemen. I think we accomplished that here with Miles Murphy. So Joseph, you said your, your path for decision-making was largely rooted in, in predictiveness when you chose Bryce Young to be the number one overall pick for the Texans. I am going to put my predictive hat on with this selection because this would not be my choice at this position, but I do foresee this player getting very hot and heavy OT1 discussion down the stretch because of the profile, the age, the physical skills, the promising, albeit scarce, tape. Olu Fashanu, the offensive tackle from Penn State, is prototypical build. Uh, Pittsburgh, they need to get better in the trenches up front. Uh, right now, that they, they, I mean, they they stood pat on offensive tackle this past offseason, and I don't think that's an acceptable path moving forward with a young quarterback and a first round running back that you have to try to maximize your value in. So, I do think Fashanu is. A little developmental, which is a little scary for for a team that that needs him to be an impactful player for the benefit of other players in his backfield. But uh, the, the gifts are off the charts, and there's no denying that. So Fashanu at eight to Pittsburgh. Jaguars here at number nine, and some rumblings last year that maybe one of their leaders wanted Ikem Ikwanu with that top pick. They got the edge player Trayvon Walker. We get the offensive tackle. This time mm. around, say goodbye to Jawan Taylor and say hello to Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from the Georgia Bulldogs. I've uh, I've watched, I think, every Jaguars game this year, and I'm very annoyed by these tackles. Very annoyed. <laughs> Maybe Jaguars fans feel the same way, but I feel like every time I give a report to the staff, I'm like, guys, I can't believe the guys these that are tackles are bipolar. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, it's, they're, it's like they're so I'm not paying traits, them. They got length. They got athleticism, but. We already paid a, an inconsistent tackle in Cam Robinson. Let's not do the same with Jawan Taylor. Right, right. <laughs> so let's get right. the young player here to, to help our offensive line and our young quarterback. Okay, so the Philadelphia Eagles are on the board. And usually the Eagles have been pulling one of Carter or Brzee or sometimes Miles Murphy in a lot of these mocks with a lot of defensive front help. Oh. And obviously they went shopping and – picked up a couple interior, veteran interior defensive linemen in Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue this past week, and they played and, and were impactful for the Eagles uh, this past week. Jody, are, are you feeling some kind of direction here? You know, I, listen, what, I, what I'm thinking about right now is how big of fans of the New Orleans Saints, Giants, Commanders, and Cowboys fans are, right? Because yeah, this is a different, this. It's a different conversation just a week ago, right? The Jalen Carter. Right. They were in striking distance for that. Now we're talking about one win from the Saints. They're down to number 10. It kind of takes them away from some of those blue chip uh, defensive linemen. So that that doesn't help you at all. But it gave you some time to think about. Uh, well, no, I know who the I've, I've known who the pick was going to well, be. Well, you have your, I just didn't know because you, you had an audible reaction to me teeing it up. Yes, no, I had no. my, my choice in corner. Yeah. And I'm taking Christian Gonzalez from okay. Oregon to pair with Darius Slay. Dra- James Bradbury's on a one year deal and he's been very good. But holy cow, can you imagine Gonzalez in the secondary with Darius Slay? I mean, that that is nice. size, length, silky smooth. We've seen better ball skills from Gonzalez this year. 
Um, the physicality is a tackler on the perimeter. It, they're, they're, he's the total package, man. He's my CB1 right now uh, because he's taken that next step instinctually in identifying the football and coverage. And uh, Eagles fans, if you're not familiar, man, besides the fact that he's already got wings on his helmet, take a look at the tape because uh, he is an absolute delight. That's a nice pull, man. Already got Thanks. wings on his helmet. Did you have Already that from? Wings on his was that from from when uh, Chip Kelly came to the Eagles from Oregon and they were getting like Josh Huff and those guys? Was was that a whole a carryover line? It, or it might have been, but I I never internalized it. That just kind of spontaneously wow. popped in my head as I'm sitting here wondering how I'm gonna wind down the mm. uh, the rave session for for Gonzalez. <laughs> All right, I got the Green Bay Packers here at number eleven. Oh, do it, do the thing. God, I hate when you say that. God, there's only one guy. Do it. There really is, though. I have, I legitimately have, I'm torn between two players right now. You shouldn't be. There's really? only it's one. one. There's only one. Just no, just Kyle. One. I don't, Chris doesn't know who I'm talking about this time. No, Kyle, just playing Kyle with now, wants but. me to give them Jordan Addison. That's what I want you to do. But I'm, I'm kind of thinking about something different, though. I do not want you to give them Jordan Addison. Okay. Well, I'm sticking with what I wanted to do anyways. Maybe you wanted Quentin Johnson. I don't know. We're going with Peter Skaronsky. Yes! <laughs> you did the thing! <laughs> I did the you thing. You did the did, thing. didn't even know I was doing the thing. Um, look. Let's I, go. Two he, great he can, minds think alike, brother. My biggest concern with the Packers is kind of what's going on up front. They've had so many injuries and and – like even if they had their preferred starting five, I think they have some some question marks. And look, whether whether or not uh, he's going to play outside or inside, Skaronsky can be an impact starter for this team. And I I think with some of the the flashes that we've seen from Dubs and Christian Watson, um, and the, of course the tendencies of the Packers, it, it pushes me into the offensive lineman here. And I think Skaronsky can really allow them to get their best five on the field in front of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so Arizona Cardinals are on the board at number 12. And I'm not going to give them Jordan Addison. Everybody relax. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> trying to decide which corner I won. There's three corners that I think are viable candidates here. Cam Smith, Keeley Ringo, and uh, Joey Porter Jr. I think I'm going to go with the, the hot name. Right now, and that's Cam Smith coming off of the performance that he gave against Tennessee this past weekend was a very, very strong performance. He's always been a top 15 guy for us. I think going back to the very start of the season, he's been in that top 15 conversation and CB1 for a stretch of time. And he doesn't have the same kind of freakish tools that Gonzalez has or the same freakish height, weight, speed that Keely Ringo has or the freakish length that Joey Porter has. He's a really darn good corner. And uh, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm looking for high floor and high ceiling players. And I think Cam Smith qualifies as both of those things. I have the Detroit Lions. And I have two very, very strong options here, boys. Do the thing, Joe. Do the thing. I don't have a definitive thing for Joe to do here. Gosh, there's two things that I'd love to do. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, we're going to do the fun thing, okay? Because it's a mock draft and it's supposed to be fun. No, it's the, not. It's supposed to be hell on earth. Well, 
I I try to spin it positively. So because I think I think I have a mock draft due this week. I think I'm on. You do. Here. Yeah, you do. So I got to figure that into my my weekend here. Uh, we're going with B. John Robinson, running back from Texas. Oh wow! Yeah, we did. We did. We did. We did. And here's the thing: like, maybe I should have thought about a corner here, right? Maybe I should have thought about that. But this Lions offense, it's really good, right? They're top ten in scoring. The lines, lines, very good, right? They're top ten in scoring. They're top ten in in total offense. Eleventh in passing, tenth in rushing. Here's the thing. They're not doing that because they have amazing players on offense, right? They have a good offensive line. Armand Ross St. Brown's a good young wide receiver, but this is a very creative scheme. I really like what Ben Johnson's cooking up on the offensive side of the football for the Detroit Lions. And DeAndre Swift's been a bit of a disappointment. I know he's averaging like six yards a carry, but there's so much variance with, with him this year. And the injuries are always going to be there. I think Bijan Robinson is everything they could dream up in kind of that focal point of their offense and what they want to be offensively. And so, no, it wasn't the quarterback, wasn't the cornerback. I'm going with B. John Robinson because I feel like there's something about that fit that just I love. And maybe people are going to be mad at me. That's fine. It's a mock draft. Get over yourself. It's November. But I want to have fun here, and I think fantasizing about Bijan in that offense really gets me excited. You you've blown up my two mid twenties Bijan Robinson fantasies in both Dallas and Baltimore. Well, we can't, so I'm we, not we, happy with. Here's the thing: it, it, it's always difficult with running backs, but this is a guy that has literally been in the top three of our TDN 100 every step of the way. We think this is a blue chip player, right? We won't get to get past Atlanta, right? Oh, for sure not. And Atlanta's at 15. Yeah. So you've sniped yourself. You played that's, yourself. That's Congratulations. Fine. That's fine. Get, get the offensive tackle for the Colts and we'll move on to the Falcons. Okay. No. So I have the Colts and I want to shout out a doesn't follow me, but he did read my mock draft. He DM me on Instagram. And I want to read you guys what his commentary was because you, I'm picking Will Levis to the Colts again. Wait, oh, wait who I did that on Monday? Are you going to tell us who this person is? K Ward. Two, one, and a couple of zeros behind it. Oh, God. Okay. He said, stop with the Will Levis to buy Colts. No one wants a 24-year-old quarterback with his amount of problems. He's doing trash with his O-line play now. We do not have a good O-line, too. I hear you, K-Ward, but I do not care. I am mocking Will Levis to the Colts because they need a long-term answer at the quarterback position. And if you can't take this opportunity to get the bat off your shoulder, and invest in a guy with tools, all the tools in the world, who's only a two-year college starter, who saw one of the greatest regressions in his supporting cast offensively from the offensive coordinator to the three starters on the offensive line that left for the NFL to the top 50 picket wide receiver that he lost all the way down the board. And if you still don't put that into context and still don't want him at all, Okay, I respect that. But I just ask you to respect my call to give them Will Levis in a November mock draft because Will's a great, great physical talent with high-level intangibles, and I think he's going to figure this thing out at some point. And you should want it to be for your team. All right, the Atlanta Falcons are up next. A little fun fact about the Falcons. 
AJ Terrell's given up the most touchdown receptions of any cornerback or any player in the NFL this year. That was disappointing. I was doing some research this morning and I didn't love seeing that, especially coming off of the the really outstanding 2021 campaign that he had. Um, but I still think he's going to be a really good player for them for a long time. Uh, but I still think they need more in that secondary. And we've got a guy here, a local kid here, Keely Ringo, the corner from Georgia that has all the tools in the world to be a, a dynamic number one corner in the NFL. I've seen him make some really impressive plays on the ball this year. And, and um, there's a, there's a lot of upside there. I, I understand why Cam Smith and Christian Gonzalez went ahead of him. Um, but Ringo, Ringo has, he, he, he's, he's a little bit polarizing, but there's, there's enough there that keeps him in this top half of the first round conversation. And for Atlanta, I think he'd really allow Dean Pease to allow that scheme to really take off. They went with a lot of young players up front in the last draft and let's get some help in the secondary this time around. Okay, so I have the Commanders uh, at 16. Jeez, we haven't had a single wide receiver go yet, huh? Yeah, it's weird. I've thought about it like three times, too. I'm thinking about it here, if I'm being honest. Ooh, really? I'm probably not going to do it, but (laughs) there's a part of me that wants to. So when when I did my mock, I gave the Commanders Cam Smith. I think the responsible thing to do is just give them uh, Joey Porter Jr. and we can move on with our lives. Yeah. Um, obviously, they traded William Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Chris, put me down for for Joey Porter Jr. Really long. Uh, I I think he I think he's more scheme diverse than just being a a man guy. I know that was kind of a hang up with William Jackson was that he. Oh, didn't perform quite as high of a level when he wasn't in such a man prominent system. Oh, weird. Wow. Right. <laughs> I think Porter is scheme diverse enough and can play zone coverages and still has a very large sphere of influence with his length that he can be more successful than what we saw from William Jackson, despite the fact that everybody's going to affiliate Porter with his length as a press man guy. All right, I got the uh, Los Angeles Chargers here at number 17. And and I said, I think recently on this podcast, so we don't have to just do this thing where we mock tight ends to the Chargers every time. But we're going to do it now because this is the first time I've ever been in position with a mock draft for this class where Michael Mayer's been available. It's always been, well, okay, they're a little bit later in the first round than it's Darnell Washington after Mayer comes off the clock. Well, that's not the world we're living in right now. He's available and I think that he's that middle-of-the-field target uh, player that can really help Justin Herbert and add to this Chargers offense. And, uh, you know, they'll play multiple tight ends and get him involved with his blockers. Michael Mayer can do that as well. So he's going to be the pick here for the Chargers at 17. Cincinnati Bengals at 18. Um, the best players available aren't really fits. I've got Trenton Simpson, who's regressed this year without Brent Venables. And I'm just looking at best player availables according to the the TDO 100. Man, does anybody trade up? I really don't like the value that exists here. (laughs) I don't. I don't know if you'll get that from me. 
All right, then I'm going to take Paris Johnson, the long-armed left tackle for the Ohio State Buckeyes, to stay in the state of Ohio and take over for Jonah Williams on the left side. And we're going to move on with our day here, but it's begrudged because I don't really love the value here at this juncture for the Bengals. It's tough. Uh, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here at number 19. Speaking of tough. Yeah, it's not a great it's not a great marriage of needs and players available and all that type of stuff. So you know what we're going to do? We'll just take the best player on the board, Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. Um, look, I think – such an such a cop-out. Yeah, but it's a good player, and it's – whether it's Tom or they find Disgusting. a different quarterback, like – I, wasn't I just love how anything. Joe just doesn't care. He's like, you know what? Screw it. Best player available. Just top guy. Yeah, I don't want to spend all day on. on this. Yeah, just move on. I'm just going to make a pick. No, Joe, I appreciate it. I appreciate that you don't care what people say about you. You don't care what the reaction is going to be. You just said, BPA, let's get out of here and move on. There's nothing that I can care less about than somebody yelling at me about a pretend mock draft in the month of November. Like, it's nothing easier for me to move on with my day from than that type of slander. Okay, so... I'm on the board with the Denver Broncos. And I'm going to draft John Michael Schmitz, interior offensive lineman from Minnesota, to play center for this Denver Broncos team. They've got Lloyd Cushenberry, who's on IR right now. you got Dalton Reisner and, and Quinn Miners at, at left guard and right guard, and you feel like those guys you, can, you could probably win with. But I, I think an upgrade opportunity at center is appropriate. Uh, right tackles the other spot that kind of looms for them. It's supposed to be Billy Turner right now. It's Cameron Fleming. Um, don't really like the tackle options. You you could have made a, a selling point for Paris Johnson, which is why I was trying to trade out of Cincinnati so I wouldn't have to change my script on multiple picks here towards the back half. But here we are, and I had to pick Paris Johnson at 18. So now I'm, I'm moving Schmitz up the board. He's a plug-and-play starter. I think he's scheme diverse. I think he's concept diverse. He's going to help get this offensive line right so that whoever, along with Javante Williams, is toting the rock next year when we try to play balanced offense and avoid letting Russ cook, uh, we're in a position to do so with an offensive line that's going to be very effective at running the football. So John Michael Schmidt's going to be the pick for the Broncos. All right, I've got the uh, the Seahawks here. Number This would have been a do the thing and pick Michael Schmitz if I didn't just pick him, by the way. But I, feel I, like, I feel like you're trying to make me feel bad for other picks that I made earlier that threw off this pick, which makes this pick casually. Harder. Yeah, casually. That's okay. I, I'm not falling victim to that. It is what it is. That's that's the NFL draft. That's what makes this fun. There's no certainties. Except for it is hard for me to make a pick right now. Right. Yeah, holy cow. <laughs> this stinks. <laughs> right. It's not great. Could you get a third wide receiver? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. This guy going to be our, our our wide receiver three forever. Put Quint- locking in the slot. Quinton Johnson, wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, man, TCU. I like that a lot. Let's give them another I- alien there. Good lord, could you act like that's actually kind of fun? DK, I, that's very fun. I like that a lot, and I, I've never I've never thought of it before. Right now, like it's yeah. never been an outcome that I'm like, yeah, let's do that. But. Tyree Wilson and Quentin Johnson, like just total freaks at their respective positions. Well, we went 19 picks before a receiver came off the board. So like that well, changes, changes the possibilities here at the back. They're coming hot and heavy. And uh, the New England Patriots, <laughs> avidly known wide receiver needy team, 
back on the board here. Uh, they're not going to pick one, though. Joe, which of these pass rushers, I'm looking at, the, let's call it the top four. There's Isaiah Foskey, uh, Derek Hall, Jared Verse, and Nolan Smith. You can you can count Tipolotu, but he's not going to be the pick here. Which one of those do you feel like is the best fit for what New England does defensively? Foskey. You think so? I was thinking Derek Hall. I think they're kind of similar players. Really? Yeah. I gave I gave the Patriots uh, Foskey in my last mock, and I'll read the commentary here. I'll, I'll go ahead and double down since you're we're standing in unity with Isaiah Foskey being the pick for the Patriots, which is a shame because we we hate to see such a great dude like Isaiah Foskey go play for the New England Patriots as a draft dude's alumni. But here we are. Matthew Judon is enjoying a heck of a season, and as the Patriots' defense continues to loom as the identity of the team, we'll need to make sure we have the pieces for this defense to live up to that standard. Aside of Judon, the team's edge group has a promising young player in Josh Uche and then more of an inline player in Dietrich Weiss Jr., who is more prominent from tighter alignments. Isaiah Foskey gives the team another definitive explosive threat off the edge. Done. Christopher? I'm up with your New York Jets here at number 23, and I just would like to know, what can I do to make you happy? You can't do what I would like you to do because there's nobody available in that a, position. He wants a quarterback. That, I mean, I can sense. give you Anthony Richardson. I can nah, do that. Value-wise, I don't love that. I, we, we, we're not going to do that. Sir, do you, would you like an offensive lineman? Safety, linebacker, offensive lineman. One of those three positions. Do the um, thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. If you would like a safety, my my friend, yes. <laughs> my friend, Do let me let me let me give you Brian Branch, yep, out of Alabama, uh, who is a versatile player. Actually, the more I think about it, I think he's probably exactly the type of player that can help you against your two biggest threats in the division right now, in the Bills and Dolphins. There's some neutralizing qualities that he brings to the table that's going to allow you to be, you know, kind of in in sub live in sub pretty much all the time and still feel good about your ability to cover and, and play downhill and tackle against the run. So I think in a lot of ways you get exactly what you need. And, and in that, that LaMarcus Joyner role, you get a much more dynamic player in terms of size and in youth. It's exactly who I gave him on Monday. It's like, it's an excellent fit for them. I love that fit for the jets. Uh, Joseph, I have your Buffalo bills at number 24 next, and I would just like to know what I can do to make you happy. Oh, man, I'd love a left guard. I wouldn't mind a receiver. And I, I hate to be the bear bad news. I don't really see a left guard here worth investing in a 24. I wouldn't, if you said the name Osiris Torrance, I wouldn't be mad about you that. You think Osiris Torrance with his athletic profile is a fit for the Buffalo Bills offensive line? Well, I, I, you think this guy's a heavy-footed guy that can't move? I think he's got enough. He's like 345 pounds. I know. I know. I like the idea of some displacement in the run game. The Bills have shifted to a gap run scheme. They've once again learned their lesson that they can't run zone. So then are they going to remake re, and remodel the interior offensive line yet again? Because we just got done talking about how they had this massive shift in point of emphasis and athletic profiles and RAS scores of their offensive linemen. And like, what do you think? Osiris Torrance's RAS is going to be at the end of the year. I don't think he's, I mean, this isn't like the second coming of, of Deontay Brown. I mean, you know, like, I'm not saying that he is, (laughs) he can move. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't want him if I mean look, give him the wide receiver. That's fine. There's guys I like there too. I'm gonna give you the wide receiver. I'm gonna give you Rasheed Rice. I know he's a big brand guy for you. Uh I think he can win vertically down the field. Uh I think he's a little bit more uh dynamic and crisp and diverse than what Gabe Davis is. I know Gabe Davis has had some high level moments. I know he averages a very high yards per reception this season, but um, I would just like to have a a more dynamic threat outside. And and then Gabe Davis can kind of thrive when you go into your 10 personnel type stuff and be a a big body pass catcher. It's a, it's a good hedge, especially if Gabe's going to have production this year and next, are you going to pay him? Right. Can you, you right. like at some, I keep saying this with the bills, you literally can't pay them all. And you committed 14 right. million ed- a year to Dawson Knox. You're paying digs. You're going to have three <laughs> or four years where you can bring everybody back if you want to. And then at some point that party's going to be over, right? Yeah. It's in, just in, the inevitability of team building and, and build, building a successful roster with yeah. a lot of good players. Yep. Good problem to have. We'll take it. All right. Baltimore Ravens at 25. Where's Bijan? Kyle, that was really fun when you did that on. Well. Don't don't get mad at me. <laughs> Where's he at? We still gotta we gotta get more weapons, all right. We gotta get more weapons. I'm not gonna do Jameer Gibbs. I won't do that. I mean, I don't mean to I don't mean to rush you guys, but we also have to get the two truths and a lie. And we I don't know, Chris. Hard. I don't know that it's gonna happen today. Worked very hard on my two truths and a lie for this. Yeah, week. I did too. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba's the pick here out of Ohio State. Wow. Yeah. You still think he slides in, huh? Yes, cerebral player, get open. I mean, they need weapons, and we saw what Jackson can do at his best, and I'm interested in that. Well, I'm I'm going to make Justin Mello happy, I think, because I have the Titans at 26. I'm not giving him a linebacker, so I know they're going to be happy. He's going to be happy in that regard. I am going to give them the name that's already been invoked, Osiris Torrance. I'm putting him at left guard. I mean, dude, we got like. Aaron Brewer's been started the starting left guard this season. Yeah. Imagine that upgrade opportunity. Mm-hmm. Pretty black and white. Because of that, I'm I'm taking O'Torrance to to be a plug and play starter at left guard. Dallas Cowboys for me at 27. Man, they really want a receiver. They're they're they're, they're I've never seen uh an official team account tweet at a player like they did OBJ. I you ever seen it's that? It's thirsty. They are have you ever, that, that's that's unprecedented, yeah. right? Like that's never happened. Um, Look at it, OBJ, like he's a tall glass of water, dude. It's unbelievable. So let's just <laughs> let's take them at their word that they want a wide receiver, and let's give them one. Let's give them one. Let's give them a uh, man. Whew. How do I pick which should, one to give them? Should have committed to that before you looked at the right list of uh, wide yeah. receivers that are available. Like, hold Joe. up, wait a minute. Uh, we, we got Jalen Hyatt. We've got we've got uh, Kayshawn Butte. We we're okay. We're okay. Let's go with Jalen Hyatt, the hot name, the speed guy, the vertical threat, the guy to really make this uh, oh, like offense even more dynamic. So there you I go. like that for Jalen them. Hyatt, wide receiver, Tennessee. Um, um, this is going to be a little controversial. I don't care for the Giants at twenty eight. I know everybody really liked the job that this guy did, and they spent a reasonable draft selection to get him in here. I'm upgrading this spot when I see the DNA of what this Giants team wants to be. Give me Darnell Washington, tight end Georgia, to play next to Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal so we can pound the rock and take your soul. Please and thank you. 
So what now? What happens now? Uh, <laughs> we skip that and you go to 30. Okay, but I become evens? For the last three, yes. Oh. You're not getting off the hook for a pick. Please. I was hoping, I was hoping to do that. Uh, the Vikings pick 30 here. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Do the thing. Ah, God damn it. What's the thing? What is the thing? Just do the, just do the thing. What? There's a guy to pick. What is it? What is it? Here you go. It's the guy I gave him on my mock draft on Monday. I don't know. I didn't read it. I don't have it memorized. I'll promise you that. <laughs> who, who is it? <laughs> I gave him Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Oh, a corner, huh? Mm. Oh, they got. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That, 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 they need a hedge there. They, they need a hedge there. I like that. We'll go with a different player, though. Ah! Let's go with Clark Phillips. Corner. Ooh, I hate you so much right now. Utah. Ball skills, competitive toughness. Game the 5'8 guy, huh? Yeah, That's sure bold. did. Sure did. So you have the Chiefs now. I do have the Chiefs. They're getting Jameer Gibbs. They always get Jameer Gibbs from me. It's too fun of a pick to pass up on. I know Chiefs fans on social media don't want a running back i get it isaiah pacheco has been really productive but jameer gibbs is not just like a turn the ball and, and hand it off to him and he's not just first of all he, he's not a four six guy like clyde edwards hilaire is and clyde edwards hilaire runs routes out of the backfield jameer gibbs can line up in the slot and run routes and, and because of that versatility i think he'd just be an electric addition to to what's already been a very potent chiefs offense this year all right, the, the Eagles got their corner with their first pick. Uh, Christian Gonzalez at 10, so now at 32. We're going to give them a defensive lineman, an edge rusher, Derek Hall, out of Auburn. That's a good pick. Good pick. We, we've I don't know if we – I can't remember what conversations we have in this podcast. Staff meetings are just individually. They all bleed but together. They all bleed together. But at some point, you and I had a conversation about the, the significance of the makeup of this – Eagles defensive line situation with expiring contracts players are going to have to move on from uh, right in, it's a big time strength for them right now but it's going to look a lot different next year and so part of that is an infusion of young players Derek Hall will help them accomplish that on the edge okay that's, that's the mark picks done. there you go job well done Chris do we want to try do we want yeah to we got to try here Come on, we, we got 12 minutes. We, we we rushed it. We can push it to 15 if we need to. Okay. Records going into this week. Joe is 10 and 8, Kyle's 12 and 6, Chris is 6 and 12. Okay. Who I just don't have first? to I just can't drop the bag. I just can't fumble the bag. Am I going be first thankful. again cuz I'm in last place? Yes, you are. Works. Yeah, you are. I guys, I went old school. I gave you three opinion-based sta- Oh, good. Statements. The original very good. and a lie. Here you go. The Jets' best path forward at quarterback is to sign Jimmy G and draft a project quarterback on day two of the NFL draft. The 49ers should be considered the favorites in the NFC. The Giants will win at most two games the rest of the season. Oh, I hate you for that. I hate you so much for that. There you go. I have been fade Giants this entire time. Here are the three statements. Don't they? They have like five division games left too. They gotta play the Eagles twice. I think the Commanders twice in three weeks, and then they still have to play the Cowboys again. 
They played the Cowboys, or they played the Cowboys yesterday. Again, we're recording on Wednesday, and Joe let the cat out of the bag while you were evaporated into the cloud, Chris. Okay, yeah. So we did acknowledge, like we we acknowledged that. <laughs> Kyle, I think that he thinks that's true. I think he believes that the Giants are going to win at most two more games. I think he thinks the first one's true as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, how how can you how do we we keep doing this with Jimmy G? We keep trying to replace Jimmy G, but he's continues to be the best quarterback for the 49ers. because he understands the offense and he can execute right. it. Hundred percent. That's had true. An, we he, had an exchange about it. He texted me about it. Now he might be leaning into that and, and weaponize that with me, but I'm ready to ride or die with that if you are. Which would mean that the second one, which is that the 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC, is the lie. And that's because he's is, is he in on Dallas? Is he in on the Eagles? Sur- I think there's enough not. other options there that you can make arguments for, and like it just makes sense to lean into that with San Francisco putting 38 points on Arizona and said, "Oh, they're the hot team." And their offensive line aside of Trent Williams is not particularly good, and they've got Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I know they've got an elite defense, but I think there's enough there that we could point at somebody else and say that they're the favorite. Okay, two's the lie. Locked in? Two's the lie. Locked in. The Jets' best best path forward at quarterback is to sign Jimmy G and draft a project quarterback on day two of the NFL draft. Is the lie. That is not a true statement. I do not believe that the Jets should go after Jimmy G. Kyle outthought himself because Kyle and I talked about this recently, and Kyle talked me out of this. I was in on this very recently, and then Kyle was like, do you really want Jimmy G? And then I thought about it. No, I don't yeah. want Jimmy G. So, okay, yes, so what's the I better do. path, Chris? Now, now you I, have to tell us what the better path is. The better path is to trade for Derek Carr. That's the better path. That's that's the better mm. that's the better thing that they can do. What are you going to send the- for Derek? <laughs> I'm receptive to to this being the outcome, and like that's fine. But like, what's what are you sending for Derek? Carr, I'll, tra- I'll, assuming I'll trade. He's mul- available. I'll trade multiple day twos. I'll I'll give you a second and a third for him. I'll he wants it. the Alex Smith trade package. Is what I'll, he wants. I'll do it. Uh, Don't tempt me with a good one. time. You're giving up a Fine. one. Fine. Yeah, I'll do it. Wow. So it's a ready it's a ready made team. Just need a quarterback. So you're gonna give up what is that? Whatever It's twenty three right now. Yeah, whatever pick it's gonna be. Yeah. Okay. You can have it. You can have it. Okay. Uh, I do believe the Giants will win at most only two games. Again, there's a game in that they will have played by the time this comes out that could potentially make this look foolish. But to, to Kyle's point, two against the Commanders, two against the Cowboys. They play the Vikings. They they have the Colts on the schedule. That's really the only game that they might have a chance in. So I'm I'm in on them, them not winning more than two games. And yeah, the 49ers should be considered the favorites. You see what they're doing to teams? They got a coach that's been there before, a quarterback that's been there before. The Eagles look suspect lately. The Vikings don't scare me very much. They're going to get a home playoff game in the first round. They've been there, done that before. They know how to win on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, we should consider them the favorites. I did a podcast on this this week. That's a win for that's a dub for me. You love to see it. Gotcha both. Good job, Chris. All right. Congratulations. I'm ready for, I'm ready for mine. All right, mine, Joe. Mine is, is statistics, so oh, careful here, boys. Here we go. All right. Here it is. There the this has to deal with uh what's got what what's the what's the thing? Fingers up. Fingers up, boys. Receptions. This is about rookie receptions. Kate Otten is the only rookie tight end. With more than 20 catches so far this season. Kate Otten, the only rookie tight end with more than 20 catches so far this season. Kyle, I love that you have the board readily available. Right I have the board love, right here. I love that that's available for us. Damian Pierce is the only rookie running back with more than 20 catches so far this season. 
Damian mm. Pierce, the only rookie running back with more than 20 catches so far this season. And number three, Chris Olave, the only rookie wide receiver with more than 50 catches so far this season. One of those statements okay. is That's wrong. It's a good one, Joe. It's a good one, Joe. Very good. Very good. Thank you. So, Kate Otten, so Kyle, 20, Damian Pierce, 20, Chris Olave, 50. Yeah. When you think of rookie tight ends on the board, the name that immediately came to mind that I immediately dismissed was Daniel Bellinger of the New York Giants because he got hurt. I don't think he got that kind of run, dude. Right. I I said I immediately thought of and then dismissed. Right. I'm ruling right. names out. Okay. Who else at the tight end position has really – give me some names how on about, that list. How about Chig Okwanku? Oh, that's good. That's really good. I mean, he's he's been a pretty – I know he's got some big-time yak – 20 catches. But, I mean, I mean, it's it's Dulcich spent time on on IR, so he missed and time. Came back. McBride's only making an impact now because Ertz yeah, no, is out. A, yeah, that's a no. Uh, Isaiah likely flashed in the preseason. Are we counting preseason receptions, no, Joe, or those regular season? Okay, okay thank you. All right, uh, Jelani Woods has kind of been caught in a vacuum behind uh, Mo Ali Cox. Okay, so let's let's attack this in a different angle. Other running backs other than Damian Pierce. How much run did Brees Hall get? He got a pretty decent amount, but like Carter was the the main pass catcher. Okay, so he didn't really get that kind of run then. I don't think so. Did has Kenneth Walker? I know Brian Robinson's gotten a lot of run as a ball carrier, but not as a pass catcher. So he's he's out. But Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Walker, how much run has he got? Rashad White already? I don't know. I know he's gotten a lot of looks in the... the pa- he's been like the passing down back. I can't guarantee you how many receptions he's had. Um, and then with wide receivers, it's Drake London. It's... London's Garrett under. Wilson. I just looked. You tell me on Garrett Wilson. He was... Remember, he had that huge game against the Browns. Right. And then he t- he had he had a tough stretch with Zach. It was just like it. it I would say the I would take the under on Garrett. I would take the okay. Under so on I'm Garrett. willing to say wide receiver is probably true. I know okay, I so know that, Olave is leading in receptions. Okay, so that one's true. And yards. I feel like we have more names at the tight end position. We do. That we thought could potentially get there, and the numbers lower. So maybe two's the lie. So we just are we do we have better candidates or we just have more, more candidates? candidates? Well, some some might say more candidates is better. Oh, I hate so, this. Some might say that. I hate this. I can't think of another running back that's been a massive patch pass catcher out of the backfield. So you want to say which one's the lie? The tight end? I I want to say no, I yeah, I want to say the tight end one is the lie. I'm leaning running back, if I'm being honest. Hmm. All right, well, I hate to do this to you. Statement one is the lie. Lock it in for me. Man, I just Rashad White's gotten so much action in the passing game. I just don't know that he's got the catches. I'll go running back. The running back one's the lie. You hate to see it for Chris. The separation has uh, continued. The running back is the lie uh, because Rashad White has has oh. 20 catches. On the dot? 20 on the dot. Kate oh, Otten. jeez. 
Uh, Kate Otten is the only tight end that's a rookie what with is, 20. Isaiah Likely, is, I think, was number two. I think he had 16. Oh, wow. So Chig's not even. Chig's just no, had a couple I, big plays. Yeah, he just he hasn't was pretty had far gotten, down. volume. Yep. Okay. Uh, mine are all next gen stats Lovely. based. Okay. I have three statements. Half of the top six least probable completions of the season were made by backup quarterbacks. Can so you start over? Six. Okay. I didn't have my pen. On. Three of the six least probable completions thus far this season were made by backup quarterbacks. That is statement number one. Statement number two is there is only one tackle thus far this season in which the defender traveled more than 90 yards to make the play. And statement number three is the two fastest sacks this season were both logged by defensive backs. Hey, Joe. Just, just guess what? There's no, there's can no I be process. Compl- can I be completely yeah. honest with you? Yeah. I have absolutely nothing that we can do here, so yeah, we just should pick just one. pick one and just go. Um, three of the six least probable backup quarterbacks. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? I thought they were cool stats. No, I'm not. I'm just. I was just. There's nothing. I can, there's no process to this. <laughs> right. It's like giving opinions. It's a bit. It's just like I, I pulled three. I, I think very interesting I'm ig- statistics. I, I'm ignoring him. I'm just. I'm blocking him. I'm muting him from. I just can't hear him in my head. I'll. I'll mute myself. Three seems. If we're going to try to process this, Joe, wouldn't you say three seems likely? Like if you're going to be, if you're going to have the fastest sack, it's going to come from a DB just screaming. No, because it's the it's the furthest distance. I think that's actually probably kind of unlikely. They're fast, but they're coming from further alignment. But what if they're? What if they're? What, but they could be right there on the line. I don't. I doubt it. I, I think. I think one is probably true because it. It feels like it he feels probably he had to qualify that somehow, right? Three of right. six. So he would like that seems oddly specific. So it has and like to be it's true. just like it's going to be some technicality where like it's Taylor Heineke's considered a backup, and so he has one sure. of those throw. Like it's just going to be weird shenanigans. Kyle, I don't care what you're doing, shaking your head at me. I, I am not. I'm ignoring you completely. Open tackle travel more than ninety yards. Like ninety yards. Like that includes the width is long as well as Correct. the length. That's probably true. I th- I think the lie is number three. The two fast. Okay, I, are long Joe. Days. I love. I you, we processed it. We figured out a way. Three's the lie. Lock it in. And Joe, you're locked in. Three's the lie. Yeah. Chris, you should have stuck your guns, brother. Three is true. Javon Holland and Brandon Jones, the two fastest sacks thus far this season at 2.13 seconds and 2.17 seconds. Uh, strip sacks against Mac Jones and Josh Allen, zero pressure situations in which they were walked up on the line of scrimmage. Chris, you had it. Had it Trust your way. gut. Had it, had it the whole way. The... Uh, Three of the six least probable completions made by backup quarterbacks. That is also true. Those throws were made by Cooper Rush, Jacoby Brissett, and Philip Walker. 82 11.2, and 11.5% probability on those completions, which means that number two, uh, only one tackle has been made this season is the lie. There were two tackles, 90-plus yards, that were made this season. Uh, Miami Dolphins cornerback Cater Kohu went 93.1 yards in week five. I believe that was the tackle on uh, Brees Hall, Chris, on, on the long play uh, that, that he hit in the passing game. Cody Barton, the Seattle Seahawks linebacker, went 91.6 in week four. 
that being the other one on a completion to TJ Hawkinson that he was ran out of bounds at the four yard line. Your updated records, Kyle 13 and seven, Joe 10 and 10, me six and four. I hate this game. Next week, two truths and a lie. My favorite color is red. My color, favorite color is orange. My favorite color is blue. Are you mad at me? I'm not, I, I don't know. I try, I give, I give you guys a path to, to figuring it out, right? You have some foundational whoa, knowledge. Whoa, 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 whoa. Joe, players. don't attack me. Mine were good. Yeah, yours were fine. Call, call a spade a spade. We're attacking Kyle right. this week. You just right. got. We just got to pull it out in the open. Listen, we're mad at Kyle this week because he knows he every single time we're never going to be able to get his because it's not gettable. Even though we have a thirty-three <laughs> percent chance. <laughs> do you want to close the show? Like, do I need to be shunned? No. I just can't, I can't win every time. Every different way I try to approach it. Chris just gave you opinions. Right. I at least gave you factual comments and statements. We're out of here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for friends at Bet Online. Hope you guys enjoyed the weekend ahead. All the football that awaits you. And come on back next week to see what other ways I can piss off Chris and Joe for two truths and a lie on Friday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.